0: Thank you for listening to Enabled this week. If you are living with low vision, I hope these four articles will be helpful for you. In fact, Living with Low Vision is the title of the first article that I will share with you today. It comes from Parade Magazine, that insert that comes in your Sunday paper, from the Stay Healthy column. It's called Living with Low Vision. Age-related eye issues are real. Here's how to manage them. The article was written by Lambeth Hawkworld. If your eye doctor has just told you that you have age-related macular degeneration, or AMD, you are not alone. AMD affects 2.1 million Americans over the age of 50. The good news is that treatments for the low vision condition are continuing to improve. AMD, here's a quote, AMD is a very treatable condition, says Dr. Rishi Singh, a retinal specialist and staff surgeon at the Cole Eye Institute at the Cleveland Clinic. To better understand what it's like to live with low vision, it helps to know that the eye disease affects the macula, the part of the retina that's in charge of the central vision you need to read or drive. The condition typically develops slowly and can occur in one eye or in both. It ultimately leads to blurry vision, but won't progress to blindness or cause issues with your peripheral or your side vision. AMD may run in families and is divided into two types, dry and wet, which is more serious. One of the toughest things about AMD is that Initially, it can be asymptomatic, Dr. Singh says. It's only detectable early on via a comprehensive dilated eye exam where your ophthalmologist or optometrist will dilate your pupils. A non-invasive optical coherence tomography test. This is called an OCT. This is a scan that may be recommended so your doctor can see the back of your eye. OCT is what they're talking about. No matter which form of AMD you have, as the disease progresses from dry to wet, you might experience the same symptoms, including blurring, vision distortion, waviness, and overall vision changes. The next section is called Eye-Friendly Lifestyle Changes. One of the most important things to do if you've been diagnosed with AMD and you smoke is to quit immediately, Dr. Singh says. Next, to help reduce the progression of the disease over time, amp up your intake of leafy green vegetables and eat oily fish such as salmon or sardines once a week. Any fish that is rich in omega-3s will do. Getting regular exercise and maintaining healthy blood pressure and cholesterol levels will help too. And while there has been a lot of focus on blue light blocking glasses, which filter the light that your electronic devices emit, they won't help your vision if you have AMD, Dr. Singh says. Here's a quote. What helps is to increase the contrast on your device or the projection of the light on any screen that you're using. It may also help to bump up your glasses prescription, Wearing glasses with prescription lenses that have a higher power or even using a magnifier can also work wonders to help people with low vision see better, Dr. Singh says. The next section contains some treatment options. Dry AMD can be treated with an over-the-counter dietary supplement called ARIDS or ARIDS-2 vitamins. That stands for Age-Related Eye Disease Study. This is a single pill made up of good-for-your-eyes vitamin C, E, zinc, copper, lutein, and zeaxanthin, which all may keep your low vision from progressing. Here's a quote. We are waiting on even more treatments for dry AMD, Dr. Singh says. He continues, there are a lot of drugs in trials right now, so there's lots to be excited about when we think of how to treat it in the future. Wet AMD may require more aggressive treatment. You might visit your eye doctor as frequently as monthly for eye injections of medications that work to improve your vision, Dr. Singh says. The article ends with a couple of quotes. Depending on the patient, you may be able to see up to two or three more lines on an eye chart after an injection, Dr. Singh says. The improvement in vision usually lasts for as long as you keep doing your injections. These injections will be part of your life forever, he says, but you'll be able to see so much better after your treatments. And once again, this article came from Parade Magazine. You can find it at parade.com. It's the insert that comes in your Sunday paper. The next article I have for you came from the Chicago Lighthouse. It's a website, www.chicagolighthouse.org. I like the title, Small Adaptations That Make a Big Difference. The article starts, As Associate Director of Occupational Therapy at the Chicago Lighthouse, Laura Hayes helps individuals with vision loss helps them to work with their remaining vision in everyday settings, including at work and at home. Here's a quote. Occupational therapists are trained to break down a task, such as cooking or cleaning, into smaller components in order to figure out where in that task is that person having difficulty as a result of disability, illness, or injury, she says. And she continues, we help make them modifications so that they're able to regain skills and independence in the areas that are important to them. Many of these modifications can be as minor as using a different pen or choosing a different colored toothbrush. However small, these adaptations make a great difference in everyday life. Laura shares a few simple adaptations that individuals with vision loss can make now to function more independently and efficiently. There are, I think, four different categories here. The first one is use lighting to your advantage. For individuals who are visually impaired, direct lighting that's focused on whatever task they're trying to do can be tremendously beneficial. Here's a quote. Adjusting use of light is one thing that people can start doing on their own to make their environment easier to navigate, says Laura. This can be as simple as using a flashlight more often or purchasing a tabletop lamp to help with reading and other tasks. You can find a range of lighting options, including floor, desk, and portable lamps on the Internet or through your local agency that you're working with. The second idea, increase contrast around your home. If someone is having a hard time visually to complete a certain task, uh, this is Laura Hayes speaking, she says, I encourage them to take a step back and see if maybe they can fix the contrast in that situation, says Laura. Cutting a white onion on a white cutting board, pouring coffee into a dark mug, or trying to find a toothbrush that's the same color as the wall behind it are all examples of poor contrast situations. Small tweaks that can be made to improve contrast include using a darker cutting board, using a white mug for dark coffee, or choosing a brightly colored toothbrush that will stand out against your walls. The next section is utilize your other senses to compensate for vision loss. Laura encourages her clients to use their other senses to compensate for vision when they're completing tasks. Options that are auditory include audiobooks, talking clocks or watches, and smart devices such as Alexa that can be used for tasks like checking the weather or setting timers. Bump Dots Oh, they're one of my favorites, as you know, bump dots and puffy paint. Bump dots are a simple tactile option that utilize touch. These are small adhesive bumps, and they can be stuck to a variety of items, including kitchen appliances, laundry machines, remote controls, and thermostats in order to tactilely differentiate between the buttons and controls. The fourth category, use large print items when possible. The stores that you shop in or the websites offer a large variety of print items, including measuring cups and spoons, calendars, address books for people with low vision. Laura also recommends swapping out ballpoint pens for thicker gel pens or felt pens to improve the visibility of your writing. If you have low vision and are interested in learning whether occupational therapy may be beneficial for you, Uh, You can ask your ophthalmologist or your optometrist for a referral to an occupational therapist. And she says you can get really specific as to what your challenging activities are, what your challenging activities are, so that the therapist can help you problem solve and adapt. And Once again, this information came from the website of the Chicago Lighthouse. The next article is from a website called makeuseof.com. The abbreviation is M-U-O, M-U-O for short, Make Use Of. And they tell about themselves, Technology Explained. The article says, Be My Eyes and Seeing Eye, How These Accessibility Apps Benefit the Visually Disabled. This is by Carly Doerr. It was published on March 22nd in 2021. These are about smartphone apps. Think smartphones can't get any more amazing? Learn how mobile apps connect the visually impaired with the world around them. Living in a visually driven world, we often forget those around us with limited sight or who are entirely blind. A few decades ago, people with visual disabilities had to rely on white canes, guide dogs, and good Samaritans when crossing the street or buying groceries. Although these methods are still effective, more advanced options have become available through technology. Two such technological advances for people who are visually impaired are the apps that are called Be My Eyes and another one called Seeing Eye. And that one is spelled with the word seeing and then the initial A followed by the capital initial I. These are both apps with multiple benefits and functions. The first one, Be My Eyes. This efficient app uses visually abled volunteers to bring sight to people who are blind or have low vision through live video calls. It has more than 4 million volunteers and is available across the globe in 180 languages. And a little disclosure here I am one of the 4 million volunteers for Be My Eyes. Now, please note that this is a free download. You can call call it be my eyes you can find it on the Apple iOS program or on Android phones the first section how did be my eyes get started be my eyes was founded by Hans Jorgen Weiberg a visually disabled Danish man whose blind friend told him he uses video calls with his friends and family whenever he needed assistance The app was launched for iOS, that's the Apple platform, in January of 2015, and within 24 hours, it had more than 10,000 users. The Android version followed in October 2017 to rave reviews. Be My Eyes walked away with the Google Play Awards for the Most Innovative Best Daily Helper and the Best Hidden Gem in uh, 2017, as well as the Best Accessibility Award in 2018. Small acts of kindness go a long way to connect the world, and therefore the app's primary goal is to give sight to the visually disabled by assisting them with everyday tasks. Next, the question, how does Be My Eyes work for people who are visually impaired? If you are blind or have low vision, join the Be My Eyes network by downloading the app and signing up as a blind or low vision user. The app connects you to a worldwide community of sighted volunteers already and able to assist you whenever you need help. The calls are unlimited. All you need is a smartphone and a stable internet connection. When you ask for assistance through Be My Eyes, the app notifies the volunteers you're paid with based on your language preference and location. Be My Eyes will connect you to the first volunteer who answers the request. This usually happens within 30 seconds. The volunteer will get a live video feed from your smartphone's rear-facing camera. The audio connection allows you to talk to the volunteer and receive help for your task, whether it be to find your wallet or to cross the street. In February of 2018, Be My Eyes added what's called the Specialized Help Feature, which connects you with actual company representatives who can assist you with more subject-specific and technical tasks. The Specialized Help option offers a list of available businesses, which the specialized fields cover. The connection process works the same as when you request regular assistance. The next question they ask in this article is, how does Be My Eyes work for volunteers? If you would like to lend a hand to visually impaired people as a Be My Eyes volunteer, simply download the app and sign up as a volunteer. Enter your full name, email address, and password to create an account, choose your location, and select the language in which you can assist. and Then wait for the phone to ring, and I'll be here to answer if you call. Okay, the next part of the article asks the question, how does Be My Eyes benefit people with visual impairment? You can use the app indoors to find your lost keys, match your clothing's color scheme. You can ask someone to read labels and expiration dates on food items or on medication bottles. You can find out whether the lights in your home are on or off. You can read your electricity meter. You can fix computer issues if you don't have JAWS or screen reader or other talkback assistance on your computer. You can distinguish between several items on a shelf. You can use the app outdoors to describe your surroundings as you walk down the street. You can ask a volunteer to find a store entrance or to find an open table in a restaurant. You can find out about public transportation schedules, and you can ask a volunteer to assist with shopping for groceries or browsing at a flea market. And once again, this was the app called Be My Eyes. Now we're moving along to the app called Seeing Eye. And once again, that's the word seeing, followed by the initials A and I. They start by saying, if you're not keen on talking to strangers, Seeing Eye will fit you like a glove. This is easy-to-use iOS or Apple act. It's not available for Android as far as I can detect. So they say this easy-to-use iOS app acts as your eyes by narrating the world around you in numerous languages, including English, Spanish, Italian, German, Dutch, or Japanese. You can download Seeing Eye for iOS is for free, and as I said, I don't think it's available for Android phones. The question, how did Seeing Eye start? This highly effective app was launched by Microsoft in July of 2017. Seeing Eye aims to empower people with visual disabilities and give them insight into the world around them by using their smartphones. Seeing Eye was well-received worldwide and won several accessibility awards, including the prestigious Helen Keller Achievement Award from the American Foundation for the Blind in 2018. The next question, how does Seeing Eye work? Seeing Eye uses the rear camera on your smartphone to identify and narrate the world around you, turning the daily unseen into an audible experience. The app can identify objects, text, and even people. You can use Seeing Eye to complete multiple tasks that you might otherwise be incapable of doing due to your visual impairment. The next question, how does Seeing Eye benefit you as a person with a visual disability? You can use this app to describe the colors visible through your smartphone's camera, recognize dollar bills five dollar bills and other currencies when you try to pay cash you can guide you to capture a printed document and the app will start reading aloud when it recognizes text using this app you can scan and read handwritten text that's not always accessible via a regular computer scanner you can use it to generate a sound related to the brightness around you you could use the seeing eye app to recognize your friends and describe people's facial expressions. You can use it to help locate a barcode through beeps and identify the product. You could use it to describe your surroundings as you walk down the street or in a shopping mall. So concluding the article, they ask the question, why should you use Be My Eyes or Seeing Eye? Just because you have a visual disability doesn't mean you to have to always rely on friends and family for guidance or that you should miss out on all the color glamour and practical options your surroundings have to offer whether you want the personal touch of having a human aid you in your everyday tasks or if you prefer artificial intelligence to guide your path let technological advances like be my eyes or seeing eye bring light to your life and give you an independence that you never thought possible Next, moving on to the next article, we have information coming from a website called EverydayHealth.com. The headline reads Wet AMD Home Modifications for People with Vision Loss. And this does not only apply to people with wet AMD, but anyone who is living with low vision. The subheadline says Modifying your home to accommodate your vision loss does not have to be difficult or expensive. This was written by Quinn Phillips, and it was medically reviewed by Dr. Sanjay Sinha. If you have wet age-related macular degeneration in which abnormal blood vessels in your eye leak blood or fluid, you may experience impaired central vision. Here's a quote. Losing central vision affects your ability to focus directly on objects. People often complain about seeing blind spots or a shadowy area in their line of sight, which can affect their ability to function in the home and decrease their overall quality of life, says Denise Levine an architect and certified aging in place specialist she is the assistant director of the Center for inclusive design and environmental access this is abbreviated idea Center I D E A and repeating those words inclusive design and environmental access this is located at the State University of New York at Buffalo This type of impaired vision can make it more difficult to navigate your home and complete everyday tasks. Fortunately, there are numerous steps you can take to make your home more accommodating. She says, What we really want to do is to make the environment more functional and safer for everybody, including family members and caregivers, says Levine. She is quick to point out that many helpful home modifications cost very little or no money, especially with good research and planning. And even though some more extensive renovations can also be helpful, home adaptations don't have to be implemented all at once, Levine notes. She recommends the following environmental interventions if you are experiencing vision loss. I like that term, environmental interventions. Here we go. First of all, overall home modifications. Certain modifications apply to any space in your home where they may be useful, Levine says. Start with these tips. Number one, eliminate tripping hazards. Common tripping hazards include, you know what they are, area rugs, electrical cords, low footstools, and any item that may block even a small part of your footpath. These should be removed to ensure walking surfaces and pathways promote safe movement and prevent falls, Levine says. Number two, provide contrast between light switches and wall surfaces. When a switch plate is similar in color to the wall, it can be difficult to locate. Levine recommends changing these panels to provide maximum contrast within the wall. Third one, for overall home, avoid flooring with patterns or stripes. Flooring that's too busy can be visually confusing or uncomfortable to look at, Levine says. Simple colors and uniform textures make it easier to differentiate the floor from objects and furniture. Another idea, use adjustable window coverings to reduce glare. In any room, says Levine, it's important to use window coverings such as blinds or drapes that allow you to control the amount of light entering a room and prevent glare from interfering with your daily tasks. The next category of improvements, hallway, stairway, and doorway modifications. When you're moving between areas of your home, it's important to reduce your risk of falling, Levine says. Here's how to stay on your feet. There are three tips in this area. Number one, mark steps and stairways. If there are different levels in your home, even just a step or two, it's important to provide some type of visual identification of the changes in level to prevent falls. Adding strips of bright color to stair edges can help, as can a stair covering like carpet or paint that contrasts with the floor. It also helps to have a textural differentiation in the flooring to indicate where a stairway meets a landing so you don't miss a step or anticipate one that's not there, says Levine. The second tip, install railings and handholds. Every stairway needs to have a railing on at least one side and installing them on both sides increases safety. Additionally, grab rails or handholds can be strategically placed in any area of the home that's tricky to maneuver, Levine says. The third point, paint doors and door frames for maximum contrast. Doors and door frames should be recognizable and contrast with adjacent wall surfaces to allow you to easily determine whether a door is open or shut. The next category include kitchen modifications. Some of the most complex tasks you perform each day are likely to take place in your kitchen. Levine recommends the following. There are five ideas here. Number one, provide contrast between the countertop and the floor. When your central vision is impaired, it can be hard to see where the countertop ends if the floor is a similar color. You can eliminate this problem by providing contrast between the countertop and the flooring or putting a strip of colorful tape or decorative transition material at the edge of your kitchen counters. Number two, choose dishes in colors that contrast with your countertop and your tablecloth. While this isn't essential for most people, using dishes that stand out can make them easier to locate and less likely to be dropped. The third point, replace shiny or slippery flooring. Some kitchens have ceramic tile floors that are prone to glare from sunlight and become slippery when wet. Replacing this type of flooring is often worth the cost to help prevent accidents in the kitchen. Number four, label food containers and medications. You can try color coding labels according to the contents of the container. It's also important to use a simple font without serifs and use it in large type and in a color that contrasts with its background. The fifth tip, use under the cabinet task lighting. Installing lights under your kitchen cabinets doesn't have to be expensive and it can make it a lot easier to see what you're doing. Here's a quote. It's actually an energy saver as well, Levine notes, because you're not lighting up the whole kitchen next we have a few modifications for your bathroom bedroom and living room in the bathroom use only non-slip rugs and mats you can choose towels that contrast with your wall you can modify your bathtub or shower you can also install a magnifying mirror in your bedroom or living room you can contrast furniture with the walls and flooring using things like throw pillows or blankets Next you can improve your closet lighting you could position your TV so that you can reduce the glare and you can keep handheld magnifiers handy in areas of your home where you read the fine print or do work that requires intricate details such as sewing low vision magnifiers can help reduce eye strain and allow you to see the details of an object. And on my mind, you should treat yourself. Buy a lot of these handheld magnifiers. Have them everywhere you might need them. And once again, these tips come from a website called everydayhealth.com. So there you have it. Lots of tips, lots of tricks, some old and some new, but all to help you live better with low vision. And because you're thinking about making some changes in your life, to end the program, I have a quote for you to think about. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. This was said by President Barack Obama. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week.